Welcome back to another episode of the Jacob Johnston Show. So just a little bit of a programming note up front. Uh, Charlie is right beside me taking a nap. If he wakes up and starts barking, well, I'm not going to bother editing that out. So you might hear a little bit of that. All right. So without further ado, last week, I kind of teased about what this episode would be about. And so I'm just going to go ahead and dive right on in. There is a big looming threat to American democracy right now. One that some people have been paying attention to, to some degree, but not nearly enough, in my opinion. So let's go ahead and start taking a look at what the left has done, because they have been weaponizing the government against the American people, using it to try and suppress rights and violate the Constitution in pretty much every way, shape, or form. And of course, while they're violating the Constitution, they claim to be defending the Constitution. So let's go ahead and start taking a look at some of the patterns. So we know about what happened with the IRS back when Obama uh, was in office and, you know, during the 2012 election against Mitt Romney, how that was weaponized, targeting conservative groups, suppressing information in the election or suppressing the ability of conservatives to get the message out, while at the same time, Leftist groups were given all types of approvals and tax-exempt status so that they could freely be able to raise as much money as they could and spend it on ads while ensuring that conservatives could not. And when we go through and we took a look at the IRS, we started noticing a pattern about the people in leadership. They were all one-sided in their politics, Democrats. They all believed that their actions, that the ends justified the means. You know, they were all insane. They were all using their position in government in order to target political rivals instead of going by what their job actually was. Then we fast forward and we see in 2016 what had happened with the FBI targeting President Trump, who was then a candidate. And we take a look at what the leadership was, a bunch of narcissistic left-wing authoritarians who to this day don't believe they did anything wrong, even though it's been absolutely proven that what they did violated not only their own rules, but they knew that what they were doing was based on a lie. They knew that the whole Trump-Russia collusion, the Steele dossier, was all fabricated bullshit. But again, they believed that the ends justified the means, that they were so sure of their political righteousness that using their position to try and put the scales on the election to try and target and suppress their political opponents was right. It was justified. After all, these people believe that anybody who disagrees with them are horrible, evil people. And so we see a pattern going on where the left infiltrates a government agency, they reach the position of leadership, and then they abuse their power to target political opponents. And to violate the Constitution. And right now, you see that as well with the Department of Justice. Every time a, more information comes out about the Biden crime family and all of their criminal activity, every time a bombshell comes out, Trump ends up with a new indictment. That's right. You know, and then the story becomes not about the information of the Biden crime family, but a new indictment against President Trump and what this means for his candidacy and how, if convicted, he wouldn't be able to actually run for president. And of course, you look through the charges and it's all a bunch of empty nonsense. You know, And some of the things that he's being charged with are 
actually constitutionally protected rights in a lot of respects. And a lot of it has to do with stuff that the Democrats themselves have done in every single election. And so it goes off and you see how these charges have absolutely no substance to them. But the conversation becomes the indictment. It's about voter suppression. You know, why vote for Trump? He'll, he'll, you know, he'll be indicted and he won't even be eligible to hold office. So let's start looking for other candidates. Candidates, by, by the way, have no shot at actually winning the general election. And they keep doing this, knowing that if they succeed against Trump, then basically they can do this against any and all Republican candidates. And so the only Republican candidate that is allowed to run for office are the ones they know have no shot at winning. Or if they do manage to pull off the miracle of winning, they're just a left leftist in and of themselves. They'll still implement the same policies. The worst thing that they will do is just slow down the rate at which leftist policies are implemented. But everybody at the top of all of these government organizations that have been involved in numerous scandals, and quite hilariously, the media is still trying to go off and claim the Obama administration was scandal-free, even though if it wasn't for Biden, they would be the most scandal, the Obama administration was the most scandal-ridden criminal presidency of all time, surpassed only by Biden, right? But the media is still trying to pull off that scandal-free. So it doesn't even matter when we go out there, we present the evidence, we show how crooked the Democrats are, how much they lie. It doesn't matter how much we debunk their claims, their talking points. They will just keep saying it unashamed repeatedly until they can convince people to accept it as truth in spite of all the evidence proving that it's a lie. But you take a look at all of these government agencies that have been caught in scandal after scandal, abusing their positions to target political opponents. And you see that they're all dominated at the top by a bunch of leftist activists who all believe the ends justify the means, who are so assured by their own righteousness that anything that they do is for the greater good. Now, the, the same mentality as Everyone else who has ever been a part of a murderous dictator's overthrow of a constitutional republic, you know, the same type of people that assisted Hitler in his rise, Mao Zedong in their rise, and so on and so forth throughout history. They believe that what they were doing was so righteous and that, and, but in reality, I think they knew that they were the villains. They just didn't care because they believe that in the new order that they were establishing, that those who were supporting it thought that they were going to be at the top, even though, for the most part, they were the first ones on the chopping block because they were too dangerous, too influential, and then were replaced by people who didn't have such an ego, who knew their place, right? So when I go off and I take a look at what's the next shoe to drop, you know, what's another governmental organization in which leftists are being promoted to the top of, radical activists, are being promoted to the top of, who believe that the ends justify the means, who believe that anybody and anyone who in any way, shape, or form ever disagrees with them is an evil person that must be taken out. What organization is that? What government agency is exhibiting the, well, I would say the beginning stages, but it's pretty much in the mid stages right now, of where the IRS was over a decade ago. 
where the FBI was just before 2016. You know, what governmental organization is that? Well, the answer is sadly the U.S. military. And this is the ultimate prize for the Democrats, because if they can get the military to be just as corrupt as the FBI, just as corrupt as the IRS, it's game over because the military abandoning its allegiance to the Constitution and instead putting it all into a political party means that the Democrats are not that far off from being able to utilize the military in a complete overthrow of the Constitution and the Republic. So when I go off and I take a look at, hmm, what's going on in the military? Well, have you been taking a look at just the uh, ads and everything coming out of the military at the moment? Have you taken a look at that? Let's see here. It was just only two years ago that maybe you saw a famous advertisement, uh, not famous in a good way, of the military going off to recruit LGBT members into the service, where they had one of their officers talk about, oh man, you know, I had my two moms and all that. It had nothing to do with military service, defending the country or anything like that. No, 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 no. It was all about the pride of being raised by a lesbian couple and how in the military, you know, yada, 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 LGBT. You got off and you saw that and it made headlines at the time. And of course, this is not the only example. I could go through here and pull up many more examples of left-wing extremism making its way to the leadership of the military. We could see here this, what they're calling Dr. Rachel Levine, a guy pretending to be a woman, is what, the four-star admiral? We have Navy ripped for using drag queens for recruitment efforts documentary of life as a trans soldier, right? And then we take a look at top generals like, um, oh, what was his name? Millie, General Millie, uh, who in congressional he- hearings wanted to go off and talk about white rage and was espousing critical race theory nonsense. Or you see here that the military academy is saying white identity is inherently racist. You can see here the same pattern where the left has gone through and ensured that a bunch of left-wing extreme activists are being pushed up to the top of military leadership, and then they are enforcing or forcing those below them to read all this left-wing propaganda, that they are being forced to do the whole left-wing transgenderism BS, that... If they and if they don't, they're being pushed out. And you take a look at the military recruitment, you know, and what they are doing in the recruitment efforts is that they are targeting for their recruitment efforts. And (laughs) to some extent, you know, they are failing to find enough left wing, you know, activists to join the military. But at the same time, they're trying to push out military members that remain faithful to the Constitution, make things hard on them trying to ensure that they wouldn't you know, re-enlist or continue on in the military. So they're going off and, th- and their recruitment efforts, trying to select only left-wing activists and ensuring that you know, the typical you know, soldier that has been in the military 
throughout the history of the United States is not getting anywhere. They're not getting the promotions. They're being stuck at the bottom. They're being pushed out while the left-wing activists are being actively sought after and promoted up in the ranks. To break it down, everything that we saw leading up to the FBI and the IRS and other government agencies becoming completely corrupt authoritarian tyrants who believe their job is to engage in political activism is everything that we are seeing right now in the military. Now, have the Democrats fully taken over the military? Not yet, but it's coming. If it's not stopped soon, the military will be no different, no less corrupt than the FBI. And when that happens, you can be sure that it's the end of the constitutional republic, that the military will be turned on the American people and the constitution, what's left of it will be wiped out. So we need to be keeping very close attention to what's going on in the military and the type of people that are being put in leadership position of the military and be prepared for when the left decides to turn the military on the country. That's where we are headed. That's where we need to put some focus on. Yes, we need to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, keep focus on the schools and be able to keep focus on cleaning out these corrupt authoritarian tyrants out of these government agencies. But we cannot in any way, shape or form, ignore the military, even if we are able to fix the schools and fix Uh, a lot of the other government agencies. If we do not fix and reverse course to what the left is doing to the U.S. military, anything else will be for naught. Everything else will end up being a waste of time as military tanks are being rolled down the streets telling you you no longer have any constitutional rights, telling you that if you don't chemically and surgically castrate your children, they will be ripped from you. And that if you dare to exercise the First Amendment to criticize anything that the left is doing, you will be put in the gulag. So you need to be keeping focus on the military and everything that is going on there. As what the left is doing to the military could be the single greatest threat to freedom and democracy, which is really hard for us on the right to look at the military and see that. Because we've spent so much time, yes, the military, the few, the proud. I know that's the Marines, but you get the point. They're the defenders of the country, or historically, they've been the defenders of the country. Therefore, you know, when you hear me talk about how they are gearing up to become the biggest threat, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? Being able to go off and think, wow, they could actually end up being a huge threat to us because we want to support the military as the military has traditionally protected us. But when we take a look at what the left is doing to the military, what's happening inside of their ranks, and see how that turned out for the FBI and all the other government agents, to ignore that threat would be to our own detriment. The left, they've given up on Western civilization. They want to reverse the clock back to an authoritarian government ruled by elites and a king or dictator, where they demand that we only exist to serve them, and any crazy dumb-ass idea that they have must be taken as gospel. (sighs) It 
You know, it is what it is. Everything the left touches is a threat or becomes a threat to freedom and democracy. It turns to trash because left-wing politics is toxic. Left-wing politics is authoritarian. Left-wing politics is what has brought about murderous dictators throughout all of history. And they can't stop lying. And we can go off and talk about all the lies from their man-made climate change bullshit to transgenderism and beyond, right? So that is my analysis there. And go through and take a look at woke military, and you will start seeing that trend for yourself. Okay, moving on. So what are some of the highlights that we have seen in the news this week? Okay, so there was Red State that come out with, what, the Facebook files? So we heard the Twitter files. Now there's the Facebook files. Smoking gun document proves Facebook censored Americans because of the Biden White House pressure. Okay, this is news. We've already knew that. The Biden White House has already admitted that they were colluding with big tech to censor Americans, to suppress free speech, to suppress information. Because like all authoritarians, a well-informed public is a threat to their authoritarian rule. So, of course, they got to suppress information. Of course, they got to suppress free speech. And then, of course, they want to go off and say, well, you know what? Online, the American people, they agree with us. You go to Facebook and you see the comments and it is overwhelmingly left wing, they might say. Well, that's because they've suppressed, censored and blocked and removed the much vast majority of the people that disagree with them. So they go off and they play this game that, okay, only people who are allowed to agree with us or only people who agree with us are allowed to post anything and have it be viewed. And then they go off and point out that, hey, all of these people commenting here agree with us. So, you know, obviously we're right. And anybody who disagrees, they're in the minority of opinion. You know, all authoritarians engage in information censorship engage in suppression of free speech and of anybody criticizing them because a well-informed public is a threat to their authoritarian rule and people realizing that, hey, the vast majority of the people disagree with that authoritarian government tends to promote the idea that people would rise up. Now, that doesn't always mean rising up in violence. That could be, hey, you know, all these people actually agree with me. So, I will go to the polls and vote. Of course, the Democrats already have a way to rig the election. We saw that in 2020. But in any event, the idea or the information coming out showing that Democrats are colluding with big tech to suppress information and free speech, while maybe 10 years ago, that would have been a big bombshell. That would have been a huge revelation. Today, that's just like, Okay, what else is new? Or, okay, another news, the sky is blue. I mean, we already knew that. All right, so then you have the Daily Caller coming out and goes, get to the bottom of the truth. McCarthy calls for impeachment inquiry into Biden after whistleblower testimony. Okay, I will actually be impressed when I actually see impeachment hearings started. But as it relates to impeachment, this is very low-hanging fruit, the Biden crime family. There is so much that Biden has done since being installed into office 
deserving of impeachment that I'm afraid the Republicans will never go after, will never actually do anything about or have any goal to or the cojones to actually file the impeachment charges of that. This is, I don't know, this is just seeming like it's very minimal. Impeachment hearings on this is very minimal. I want them to not only do the impeachment hearings, but I want them to go after everything, everything that Biden has done deserving of impeachment. But, you know, the Republicans in the Congress, being who they are, you know that they're going to only go after the very lowest of hanging fruit that I guess you could say the path of, you know, least resistance, but this isn't going to be any less resistant. But you can see that if this is what it takes, that they have to go this far, the Biden crime family, into criminal activity in order for the Republicans to even be considering impeachment, you see the problem. The Democrats go out there and they impeached President Trump twice for absolutely nothing. They they had no evidence of a crime. They couldn't even name a crime. They had no witnesses to a crime. They had absolutely zero, and they impeached him. With Biden, they have so much that he has done deserving of impeachment, and the only thing that they're going to go after Biden on for impeachment is, of course, the you know Biden crime family, which is deserving of impeachment, but they're not going after anything else, and that is kind of the disappointment. Now, of course, you have some House Republicans, you know, coming out going, we better be better than Nancy Pelosi in possible impeachment hearing. So you already see so many Republicans uh, starting to come out against impeaching Biden. You know, as these Republicans, uh, such as Nancy Mace, subscribe to the theory that the Democrats are above the law, subscribe to the theory that the Democrats should be able to get away with doing anything that there is nothing the Democrats can do that they should face any consequences for. And so my hopes here of impeachment, my excitement that the Republicans would actually grow a pair and do impeachment is already falling apart because you already have some Republicans going out there and trying to make excuses, downplay the criminal activities of Democrats, and wanting to go off and just give them a pass on everything. Oh, we can't dare do impeachment. It doesn't matter how much evidence of criminal activity there is. The 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 left-wing media will say bad things about us, as if the left-wing media won't already just say bad things anyways, as they make it up. The fake news media, they'll, they'll say a whole bunch of horrible things that they would already say. I mean, it, it is pathetic, you know, and these people that are coming out saying we don't necessarily subscribe to impeachment. They're not real Republicans. They're not real conservatives. They're basically sleeper agents for the Democrats. And that is sickening, you know, and saying we better, you know, have the facts, follow the facts. We already have it. We have the Biden laptop. We have the witnesses. We have a treasure trove of actual hard evidence of criminal activity and she's already trying to compare this, some Republicans, to the baseless impeachment of President Trump. My God, you know, that's the basically the congressional Republicans for you. You know, so many of them subscribe to the Democrats being above the law, can do anything they want with zero consequence. And of course, you already have the fake uh, media, uh, such as NBC. Chuck Todd worries that 
GOP will accuse Biden whether they have the evidence or not. We already have the evidence. The evidence has already been out there in the public domain for years at this point. Whether they have evidence or not, cheapers, there is so much evidence that in any legitimate legal system, any legitimate political system, Biden would already be past impeachment and into the Senate trial, which, of course, we already know in the Senate trial, it's not going to go anywhere. The Democrats, they will they won't look at any of the evidence because they don't care. They're just going to vote to not convict, you know, and keep Biden into office. And so I get why some people are saying, well, the Democrats will never convict. So this is a pointless waste of time. No, you need to get out there. You need to try as much as possible, get the information out there over how criminal the Democrats are, what lying scumbags they are. Uh, And if the Democrats want to go off and avoid conviction or refuse to convict, let them once again show what horrible people they are. Now, I know some people are going, well, the Republicans didn't convict Trump. Well, yeah, that's because there was nothing there to convict. (sighs) And then, of course, you end up with Hunter Biden having sold art to donors who then were given impressive commission appointments. Oh, yeah, just buy art from Hunter Biden and you end up with cozy appointments to various commissions. Yeah, nothing to see there. Now, getting outside of D.C., and I know I could go on a long rant over impeachment, the things that Biden has done, but we've already covered that in previous podcasts. I just wanted to point out that the fact that the Republicans are still, you know, rank, you know, wishy-washy on impeachment, despite the overwhelming evidence, is a sad, pathetic statement on the Republican parties in, in Congress. All right. But getting outside of D.C., so Illinois now is allowing non-citizens to become cops. Now, part of this is because they're saying that recruiting police officers is becoming hard and difficult, and therefore they have to go outside of the pool of citizens in order to find enough staffing. But this is kind of a problem in, uh, of their own making with all of their, you know, trash the police, defund the police, try and criminally prosecute police based off of false narratives, that no one wants to become a police officer anymore. No one wants to protect and serve because not only is it a dangerous, thankless job, but enforcing the laws passed by the politicians end up with the officers in jail. You know, just take a look at some of the high-profile things, like all the false narratives around George Floyd that have innocent officer put behind bars in a political prosecution under the false claim that he killed George Floyd, who actually died of a drug overdose. But now they're going to go off and say non-citizens will become police officers. Okay, so now people are going to flood across the border illegally, basically an invasion, and then you're going to put the invaders in charge of law enforcement who don't actually know the laws, but are going to be tasked with enforcing the laws and harassing people. So now not only are Democrats helping people enter the country illegally, helping people invade the country, but now they're going to arm them and put them in charge of policing the citizens. Oh yeah, I can't imagine what will go wrong there. So pathetic. And then a study has been found here 
ESG ratings have little to no relation with carbon intensity. No crap. So if you're not familiar, this um, ESG, you know, is done in the uh, financial sectors, uh, has to do with investing your ESG score, you know, can determine investing and financing that a company can get. You know, those with a low score do not get as much investing or investing directed towards them by these big firms. Okay. Now, apparently it's supposed to be about their compliance with green energy, lowering carbon emissions, and equity diversion and inclusion efforts. Basically, um, the whole ESG movement is a lie. It has nothing to do with green energy and, you know, and basically, you know, well, it just has nothing to do with anything that they claim it is, you know, in green environments with high environmental, social, and governance metrics. Instead, it's really about funding left-wing causes. So basically what they are doing is if a company provides large sums of money to left-wing political causes, they get a high score. These investment firms, you know, basically uh, what I would say illegally because they're violating their fiduciary duties are large are directing large sums of money of investments into the companies who take portions of that investment and then will also go and redirect it towards more left-wing causes. And then, of course, it doesn't matter that these companies will then, you know, in some cases go bankrupt, as we have seen, uh, including, you know, the regional banks that were going bankrupt, even though they had high ESG score. And so you got these investment firms pressuring companies into promoting and financing left-wing causes, or they won't receive any investment into their company, right? And it's just basically a big scam. And you'll find that out with a lot of left-wing activities, you know, whether it's from Congress passing, you know, budgets and finance resolutions to these ESG scores. It's all about really money laundering, laundering money, through third parties back into left-wing causes, which then go back into Democrat campaign coffers. That's all it is. And you're finding that ESG is a big scam. They promote it as being about green and environmental, you know, social justice governance, when really it's just a money laundering scam. Now, that's all it comes down to. The companies that get all the money are, are not actually companies that, you know, have lowered their carbon emissions or you know, social and governance metric. The ESG score is basically how much money are they putting into left-wing political causes? That's it. And of course, speaking of the left-wing climate scam, you know, and the green energy scam, Bernie Sanders comes out and says he wants to prosecute climate change dissenters. Oh, yes. So here it is. Bernie Sanders wants to prosecute and put people in jail who dare point out that, hey, you know, in the about a hundred years now, you guys have been promoting this man-made climate change. Um, Every prediction, every claim, all of it has been proven wrong 100% of the time, just by the passage of time. You guys haven't gotten a single thing right about it. So yeah, we kind of question the legitimacy of your claim. Well, now Bernie Sanders is like, nope, we want you to go to jail. How dare you question? It doesn't matter. We've been wrong every single time. You dare question it. Oh, yeah. Forgot to silence my phone. That kind of throws me off. Let me just silence that. 
But Bernie Sanders doesn't care if every claim that has been made by the climate change community, the climate alarmists, have been wrong. You still can't question them. And if you do, you should go to jail. That's Bernie Sanders. That is tyranny. Of course, Bernie Sanders is an open communist. You know, he goes off and he thinks that food shortages are a good thing. So, I mean, he's up front that he is an authoritarian tyrant. So I guess it's not really surprising that he believes that if you dare question them, despite them being wrong 100% of the time, that you should be thrown in jail. I mean, that's just like if you're in North Korea and you go out there and go, you know, I'm not sure the Uns are actual God. Oh, how dare you question that? Let's throw you in jail. It's the same mentality. It's the same mentality. And that's the Democrats. They are no longer wanting to engage in the debate. They no longer want to go off and say, here are the facts and the evidence, because none of the facts and the evidence actually agrees with what the Democrats claim. So they have no facts. They have no data. They have no actual evidence of any of their claims. So what do they do? Well, the only thing they can, the iron fist of government, you will do what we say or, or, and believe what you're told, or you'll go to jail. You must ignore your lying eyes and ears and just go along with whatever we say, or we're going to throw you in jail, lock you up. That's the Democrat Party. And that is, of course, terrifying that such a person would be in Congress. And of course, the Biden administration has come out with some new rules that are basically are designed to end, well, fossil fuel vehicles, the combustion engine. And of course, you know, to them, all of them. You know, it, it, you know, it's all about saving the climate, which, again, they have no evidence to support any of their claims, but they don't care how horribly expensive it is. That's part of the point. See, they're all millionaires having profited from their position and selling their votes and so forth to the highest bidder that dropping, you know, $150,000 on a vehicle, which to most people is a house, right, is no big deal. That's just pocket change to them. So trying to force you into buying all of that, which again, take a look at all the companies that are into the electric vehicle and fig and follow the money and you figure out where it goes. And so, of course, the Democrats want to force you to put your money into electric vehicles, which goes to the companies that ma- make the electric vehicles, who then send money back to the Democrat politicians. And it doesn't matter that these electric vehicles are inferior at, at this point. You wouldn't be, be able to travel as much or as far. And so you're being told you must live a simpler life. You must travel less. You must give more of your income to the elitists to solve problems that don't actually exist, except for when they create them. You must ignore the fact that most of the so-called green energy is actually worse and more polluting than fossil fuels. You must be willing to deal with rolling blackouts so you don't have electricity all day. You can't access your computer and information or anything else. You must spend portions of your day back in the days of pre-industrial revolution. Meanwhile, they make no sacrifices. They continue to fly around on their private jets, uh, you know, pollute more than anybody else does in one day, and 
than what the average person does over a five-year period. You know, and so basically what you're trying to get at here, or at least what I'm trying to get at here, is that what the Democrats are doing is they're do is they're basically using the climate scam in order to push you back down. You're gaining too much financial freedom. You're starting to gain too much independence. You're starting to have access to too much information. So we must knock that back down. We must ensure that you have to give up more of your income just to barely survive, just to barely be able to exist in modern society. You must spend more hours at work in order to afford giving the Democrats more of your money. You're not allowed to have any free time because how dare you think that your money belongs to you? How dare you think that you should have a choice in not buying something? How dare you think that you shouldn't give your money to companies that give their money to Democrats? So they're going to force you through the iron will of government. And I would ask, where do they get any such authority? Where does the Biden administration get any such authority to do this? Because I've read the Constitution and I could have sworn it says that all lawmaking authority is rested in the Congress. So how is it that the Biden administration is able to come out with a, quote, regulation that basically writes a whole new law dictating your life, dictating what you can and can't do? Where does the Biden administration get any such authority to write laws? It's not in the Constitution. In fact, the Constitution would make this new um, uh, traffic you know, standard or fuel efficiency standard unconstitutional. So where is he getting any such authority to get all of this passed and implemented? The truth is, they don't. It's unconstitutional. But here's how they get away with it. They have unlimited money to defend to try and defend the action in court. So if a company challenges it, what happens? It's tied up in the courts for years, costs these companies hundreds of thousands of dollars to challenge it. Meanwhile, while they're challenging it, the government is engaged in retaliatory efforts through other regulatory bodies to try and punish and hurt these companies. And then at the end, when these companies finally win the court case, not that they're reimbursed for any of the expenses, what does the government do? They just rewrite it with some minor changes, call it a new regulation, to which the companies have to spend hundreds of thousands of more dollars in order to fight in the courts, where Again, after several years and a victory, the, they just implement a new regulation that's basically the same thing. And so in the end, a lot of these companies, they don't fight the regulations because they don't have the money to do so. And us as regular citizens, we could try filing it. Um, we'd be told we have no standing and therefore we're not allowed to bring it to court. But even if we did, we it would face the same thing. No matter how many times we win, they'll come out with a slightly different variation of the same regulation. And so we end up going bankrupt, trying to challenge it. And in the end, we're bankrupt and they get it pushed through anyways, because we can't challenge it. So they use money, you know, the fact that they have unlimited funds to basically get away and make it too expensive for you to challenge their illegal and unconstitutional regulation. And thus, we just roll over and accept it because we don't have the money to fight it. And now I'm going to end the episode uh, with pointing this one article out. There's a lot of information that we can get into, but some of it is you wonder how the public school systems were able to get so bad. And yes, leftist politics 
plays a large part of that. You know, leftist lunatics filling up the classrooms, them um, going through when taking a look at what teachers to hire and what teachers not to hire, they go through and engage in political discrimination in the hiring process. And basically, the left is using the schools as indoctrination camps as part of what they claim is their end game, or what is not what they claim, but for what their end game is going to be. Now, there are some signs that, you know, things will get better um, as those coming out. You know, luckily, the nature of the youth is to rebel against authority, to rebel against establishment. So the harder left the government and the school system is, the more the youth is naturally inclined to want to push back. And there is kind of a breakdown where the guys are pushing back, but not so much the women. And, you know, there's a lot that could be dove into there. And we can go through the whole chain of events of what that means for the future. And that in itself could be a whole podcast. But one of the things I find interesting when taking a look at the declining school system is how much China is investing in U.S. K-12 through schools. And you start wondering how much of the corruption, how much of the insanity, how much of the disgusting filth pushed through the public school system is all about the money being pushed into it by China. Hmm. How much of it is it is China undermining our public education system by using their financial influence to determine what does and doesn't get pushed in the education system? And of course, with China, what they want to push is what would be harmful and detrimental to the United States. So you might want to look into that. All right, that's it uh, for this episode. I'd like to thank you so much for listening in. And of course, I will be back again soon.